12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. In Eversink, the Office of Book Retrieval has librarian agents tasked by the Triskadine to recover overdue books and collect fees. In some cases, offenders must be neutralized by the agents for stealing important tomes. These are their stories. Hello, everybody. My name is Wes Otis, and this is Bookhound Bounty Hunters, episode number seven. I have some wonderful players with us. Let us start with Farah. Hello, I am Farah Sarkaya, and I am playing Giovanna Literatura, a church militant, and we are both she, her. Hey, hey, everyone. I am Sam with two M's, and I am playing Tisha Valor, our prophet. Hello, it's Candace, also known as Candace Magnificent. I am playing Leo De Silvo, and my pronouns, as well as theirs, are they, she. Hey, I'm Michelle, and I am playing Katja, uh, who somehow has an Italian name, even though she's French. But, you know, there you go. And we are both she, her. Before we start, please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com, spelled K-O-F-I. Now, on with the show. Let's do a quick recap. You've been searching for Enzo, who took this Codex of Life from Denari, and it basically was imbued with some of her power. And he drained the book and ran away with Mother Biblia, and you have been hunting them ever since. And the longer that the book stays drained of this power, the more the city starts to fall into the swamp, because it was the Codex of Life. And so it was a very important gift from the goddess to her followers. You found out that you could take the essence back from Enzo by using a spell out of a magical book called The Afterlife, which was this necronomic book that you can use to bring souls back through their funerary statues and things like that. You decided to talk to some sorceress cabals that Tisha knew. And there's like four people all together, three evokers who do normal big blow up magic and then one necromancer. Lucas said, you know, yeah, he he thinks he can help. But right then Brad showed up and attacked you all in a small room. And the evokers decided to cast a really big fireball to stop him. Now, Leo was able to attack Brad and keep him from causing any problems. And then you guys were attacking the wizards before they could fire off the spell because you were fearful that whatever spell they were about to cast would harm everybody in the room. And I believe it was Leo who was attacking? Yes. I wrote a note that says, leave off with a nine. 3d6 damage to shitty wizard. Oh! You took better (laughs) notes than me, because I was like, oh, I'll just go back through my notes. And I was like, oh, these notes are basura this last session. (laughs) I can't do anything. Okay. That's a lot of damage. You did nine points, or you, you hit with a nine. I hit with a nine, so that's 3d6 of damage because of my cleave, I imagine. So go ahead and uh, do your damage. That's not amazing. It's eight. It's okay. Okay. But still, eight's a lot. I mean, especially to uh, to a, a wizard doesn't have, like, a ton of hit points, you know? 
<laughs> so you swing your sword and it busts their concentration and you hurt one of them pretty badly. And Lucas says, what the hell are you doing? They're just trying to help you out. You're Why are you hurting them? And they're all kind of like in the corner, kind of afraid. They're like, we just wanted to stop this guy from hurting people. I suppose I acted hastily, but you looked like you were going to do something. We were. We were going to cast a spell to, to stop the guy. Yes, well, um, that's also my job, as you can see. And I kind of gesture to that idiot on the floor. And when you turn around to gesture at the idiot, <laughs> all that's left is a small amount of blood. <sighs> Agent Brad strikes again. Yeah, so you see Leo pacing back and forth. Their hair, it looks extra puffy in the back. Their ponytails, like, really frazzled, and they're just kind of, like, pacing. Now, one piece of information that you did get in the last game was the fact that Mother Biblia might be hanging out around the Red Pig. So that was a clue that you had found last time, just as a reminder. And the Red Pig is in Harbor Approach. Can I see uh, any footsteps of in blood leading out? Because, like, I messed his knee up, I'm pretty sure. I think I kicked his knee in. So he can't be moving quickly. Yeah, there's a trail of blood. It's not like, you know, big footsteps, but you can, you can follow the trail of blood. I kind of shoot a look at Tisha. I think he went this way. I'm sorry, but I, I really need to know what's going on here. Um... I can't be the one to stop you, so go right on ahead, I, I, I guess. I'll go figure out uh, what to do next, question mark. I start toward the door, and then I just realize, like, I think of, like, the rooftop fighting with my dad and, like, being a part of something greater, and I kind of turn around and I reach out a gloved hand to you, Tisha, and I say, or you could come with me. Quickly. Coming. And... She just darts out behind you. Yeah. I go hard. Like, I'm, like, looking for this dude. Okay. I'm mad I'm, I, that I've been bested here. <laughs> and Tisha's, like, running after because she knows she can't really do much. And the one thing that she can do would kind of be counterproductive to what you're trying to do right now, at least time-wise. So she's just running and acting like she's seeing stuff. All right. The two of you run out, you're following this little blood trail, and it turns down a little alley. It's got a, almost like a wooden arch over it, so it's protected from the sun and everything. And the blood stops right in the center of this little alleyway. I look up. Right then, Brad drops straight down, and it's he's trying to land straight on top of Tisha. Not a gentleman. Not at all. This fucking douchebag. Yeah. So lands right next to you, Tisha. What do you want to do? I think right as he like lands, I think Tisha like swings around like back near in his direction and is like, you fucking douchebag and like goes to swing at him, like punch him in the mouth. Now you can use sway as an attack ability to hurt the morale of Brad. So you don't have to use muscle. You can take him to school, as it were, if you like. Perfect. <laughs> so instead, I think, like, Tisha, like, jumps and swings around and is like, you fucking douchebag, you incompetent little blood-sucking, boot-licking-ass leech. And he's just, like, going off on it. <laughs> Roll a six and add how much sway you want to use in this particular attack 
and I think this, she's just like unleashing on him in the entire time like you can't do shit for yourself so you want to run around under other people and be their little bitch and you just don't even know what exactly is going on fuck you you asshole fuck you fuck you fuck you I just rolled a six um how many points did you spend I didn't spend anything (laughs) okay do you want to spend points because you do more damage when you spend points. What would you spend if you had if you had done it before? I probably would have thrown three in there. Yeah. Okay. So nine altogether. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. I just wanted to ask: Do you have at least an eight in sway? She does. Yeah. That she has played in the crowd. Okay. Because I think we talked about that earlier about being able to get sway a crowd if she wanted to. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure she gets the most bang for her butt. (laughs) Love you for that, Michelle. Thank you. All right. So when you start attacking him on all of this. Quick question. Did our points reset? Yes, they did. Oh, (laughs) even better. All right. So you do some pretty good morale damage to him and he kind of backs up a little bit and gives Leo a chance to strike, if you so desire. Absolutely. I'm going to put four in. All right. That's why my friend's going to kick your ass. (laughs) (laughs) That is a nine. All right. Told you. So he tries to block you, but he is so off kilter that you strike your blow you need to do a d6 plus one. Five. Okay. So that's enough points after the last amount that he took that he kind of crumples to the ground and is bleeding a lot more than he was before and has that shallow breathing. Now, if you just leave him here, he might be able to slink off. Question is, is, is Leo the kind of person that wants to just get rid of Brad? Or are you just going to leave him here and let fate take its course? So I want to know what he knows. I feel like this couldn't have gone on under the nose of somebody who is this good at his job for so long. So if we caught wind to it, surely there must have been something that he's seen before now, especially considering he's probably gotten a lot more bounties than we have because he's constantly stealing ours. So um, I think I press him for a little bit. I think I keep him under my boot until he starts to kind of flag because I know he's bleeding a lot. And then I pick him up and try to take him to a safe place where we can get him looked at by a doctor and put him behind bars, but somewhere private. Let me jump back over to the other two then real quick before you guys deal with Brad so we see where everybody ends up. Now, I remember that last time you all were at a, a burlesque show in Sag Harbor, which is a layered joke, and you went into and were hit on by two of the women there, Giovanna, and actually got a coffee date with one of them. And so that went really well for you. You also found out that Mother Biblia hangs out at the Red Pig and that Enzo and her had been seen together recently. So you got all of that information. Now, you know where the Sorcerer's Cabal is? The one that that they went to go talk to. The reason you, I believe the reason you didn't go was because you were afraid that you might not handle it well. Pretty much, yeah. Giovanna's like, I can deal with Tisha. 
I cannot, you cannot put me in a den of these monsters and expect me not to cut their heads off. Right. Um, a cabal? It's fine. It's fine. But. I love how Tish is the exception. Of course. She can, Giovanna can learn. It's fine. Just takes her some time. I, I think as we're walking out of the burlesque thing and like Giovanna is red. We, we cut to Giovanna just blushing furiously. To Katja, she'll say, Well, it sounds like they're going to be there all night since he's waiting for his friend. Perhaps we find the others and then make our way over to the, the red pig. We, oui, I agree. Let, let us go look. So we head over there. So as you're heading over, you're passing by an alleyway and you're hearing a lot of unflattering things being yelled at from what is obviously Tisha. You also hear groaning, and you hear certain amount of mocking. What do you want to do? Turn down the alleyway, hand on my sword, but not out. I just kind of flit and appear next to Tisha. Okay. So Tisha is a few feet away from Agent Brad, who is on the ground. Leo is about to question him about his life choices. I want to search him for weapons first, though, to make sure he can't, like, hurt anybody. He has, like, it's ridiculous. He's got, like, a bandolier of little daggers. He's got little daggers in his boots. He's got a mechanism on his arm that shoots a little dagger out, a la Assassin's Creed. The whole nine yards. He's got daggers everywhere. As a matter of fact, he's more dagger than man at this point. <laughs> yeah, I take all of that. Like, Leo looks down at him as they're, like, patting him down. Fanculo. What did you... You got the whole knife shop in here. <laughs> nice. I, I look at all the knives and I go, Ooh, I did not know we were going shopping. And I start, I start grabbing all of them. <laughs> the perfect person arrives. Like, I look at him and I kind of just laugh in his face. Do you see how happy you make us? Oh, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice of this blood and your carelessness. I appreciate it. I think this is the first time Brad make a woman happy. Oh, Oof. that's true. <laughs> I'm not going to make you roll. That did morale damage. <laughs> Tisha just high fives Katja like, hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he just, you can tell he's in a lot of pain and is being very quiet. I catch everybody up on what's happened. He came to the Sorcerer's Cabal to get a book too, right? Yeah. It's like to yeah. steal what we had. So I, I immediately hand that over to Giovanna and I explain exactly what's been going on and let everybody in on it. And I take a strip of cloth and wrap it around his side so he doesn't completely bleed out. And I kind of smack him awake a little bit and kneel in front of him. So how long has Mother Biblia been up to no good? I was told this afternoon that you all had gone rogue and to find you, to take whatever books you were stealing back. I slap him as hard as I can. <laughs> My friend, I believe the question they asked you was how long, not what you were doing searching for us. I, I'm telling you the truth. I don't know beyond what I've told. There's flyers of you all over the place. So you have no idea the dirty dealings she's been doing? No. She's been up to all kinds of bullshit in the city. With you directly involved... She's blaming it on you. She's saying that you stole some book and that it's causing the city to fall into the swamp. I, like, grab his face roughly 
and tilt it up so he's staring me directly in my eyes. And I tell him exactly what's been going on, word for word, like staring at him so he knows that I am serious. The color kind of drains from his face. And it's not just because of the grievous wound in his side. He goes, I, I didn't know. I don't think anyone knew. Why would she do that? What was What would be to gain by having the city fall into the swamp? And maybe so she can escape with her lover. And I look kind of over my shoulder at everybody else like, hmm? Her lover who now has eternal life. Yeah, but does she have eternal life? She could be working towards it. We. Oui. She could. Who knows what she could do with the Book of Denari. If he's already drained it, though, you said. That means he has the knowledge. Maybe she means to drain him. She does not strike me like the kind of woman who doesn't have a failsafe. I mean, yes. No, I, I did not know anything about it. I was told that you had stolen the book. I was wrong. Leo sits back and just kind of like starts to pace again. What will you do now? We'll fix the problem. Of course. I I put a hand out to help him up. I appreciate it, Giovanna, but I think I need to sit for a little bit. What can I do to help? Rally the others, perhaps. We have to find her and Henzo, also known as Castilla, and make sure that they do not leave this city, because the moment they do, it all comes crumbling down. I mean, I, I can do that, at least. I'm sorry. I was misled myself, and I have not been the best person, I will admit. Tisha leans down and, like, rips the edge of her cloak a little bit and is going to try to bind some of the wounds in his side. All right. I think both of you have done a little bit of, like, what would be considered first aid. Why don't you both roll me bind wounds? Here we go. How many points do you want to spend on this? I'll put two in. Okay. So go ahead and give me a roll. Okay, that's good. That's a seven. I also have bind wounds if I can assist in any way. So you pick how many points you want to give back to them. And then if Giovanna wants to add a point in as well, it's like if you did three points and and Giovanna did one point, that would be eight points altogether. And that would heal them up pretty well. But that's your call. How much, how many points do you want to give back to him? I can't remember how much it was specifically, so I'll say three. Okay. And Giovanna, do you want to help out or no? That would give him six. That's still a lot. Yeah. I think I don't want to waste just in case one of us gets hurt. Um, I don't want to waste it on Brad, but I will, thematically, I will assist, but I won't like functionally exist. (laughs) I understand completely. All right, so you all patch him up, and he says, uh, so where should I send people? I'm going to get the rest of the group together, correct? Well, they have been meeting at the Red Pig. I know the place. All right. And I suppose I will give you back some of your knives. Thank you. You give him back like half his knives. (laughs) I still think you're a little bitch, but you're just an ignorant little bitch. That's all. Well, that's an improvement, I guess. Well, Brad, I hope that you don't have any uh, hard feelings, so to speak. I think that it was uh, Mother Biblia's meddling in part that kept us so head-to-head all those years. I hope that you've learned your lesson. I attacked you first. I can't be hard-headed over that. Yeah, I agree. All right. I will see you all soon at the Red Pig. And he makes his way off. So, for speed's sake, let's say that you... After he leaves, you catch each other up on everything that's happened up until this point. You know everything that's going on. 
you are all together. So go ahead and just talk amongst yourselves and come up with a plan. What is your plan? Your necromancer, can they do what needs to be done? I, uh, yeah, I believe so. He's a bit of a piece of work, but I think we can get him to work along, get with the program. So we simply have to bring Enzo to him, I presume? Yeah, I'll work on buttering him up. You're going to have to use a lot of butter after uh, after hurting his friends. You all uh, left it not so good. Yeah, I know. I know. I understand that we made a little bit of a mess. I mostly made the mess, but uh, do you think that they... Uh, and you kind of see like almost a sneer come across Leo's face before they kind of just press it down. A heartfelt apology. Do you think that would help at all? Well, I personally wouldn't really ask that of you, but, like, it was all just a big misunderstanding. And hopefully they're a bit more reasonable, and they owe me a favor, too. Are these, like, real dorky basement sorcerers? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have a point of charm, and I would like to use that point of charm. I can narrate how... I attempt to charm, um, but I would like to use my point of charm to try and assist with the convincing of these sorcerers to pay us a favor. All right, so who's all going into the sorcerer's den? And who's staying out, Giovanna? <laughs> well, <laughs> who's staying outside of the sorcerer's I'm... den, and why is it Giovanna? <laughs> I was gonna, okay, but I was gonna ask if you think they need some more pressure. I'm happy to provide. I can keep myself under control. They are necessary to what we need to do. I don't want to put you in that predicament. We'll use you as an end-all, be-all. You keep watch close by, outside within earshot. We can holler if we need you. But it will be a nice button to press as well if they're a little unwavering. Yeah, I think I put my hand on one of your giant epaulets on your shoulder, <laughs> your pauldrons. I go, don't worry. We won't hesitate to bring out the big guns. I just nod. Okay. You go back. Giovanna, you stand outside. And the other three go inside. And the sorcerer who was hit is sitting at a table and they're trying their best to bind up his wounds. And the necromancer looks at you three and goes, look what you did. Yes, uh, that that was me. Uh, please do not blame my comrade. It is not Tisha's fault. She was doing everything they could to uh, keep order. Um, it was it was me. In the moment, I thought I was under attack and uh, I, I was. I, I was very much under attack. Um, however, I... Well, you, you could just told us to stop. We would have stopped. I, I, I thought you were casting a spell on perhaps myself or my companion, and I, I just, you know, it was, it was just a moment of misjudgment and miscalculation. Uh, I'm very sorry. And you see, like, like, she, like they're bowing their head a lot. Like she kind of like looks up every now and then just to make eye contact, so it's not awkward. Um, and they're being very expressive with their hands. And so, like, when they finish, they kind of put their hands together and they look up and they give puss in boots eyes. Like, Katja and, and Tisha, you guys have never seen Leo look like this before. Like, their hair is, like, extra sparkly and, like, their <laughs> eyes are real big and they have, like, a little lip and they look really sweet for a second. 
and just kind of plead at these gentlemen. They do like a real cute, like anime boy face. You're using a charisma point and a great explanation of what your character looks like. So I can't say no to that. I mean, come on. <laughs> You'd be a monster. I'd be a monster. It'd be terrible. <laughs> so you melt their hearts and they say, oh, we understand. But can you help our friend here? I apologize as well. We've had a rough couple of days and uh tisha bends down again and rips another little section of her cloak she's not happy about this cloak at this point in time and is shabby chic it's yeah it's really starting to piss her off a little bit but she starts to bind some more wounds again how many points do you want to spend every one point you spend gets two points back oh okay then one point I spend gets two points back. Okay, let me do another two points. Okay, cool. So that'll pop them up to four. That stops the bleeding. That helps them out a lot. Lucas goes, all right, so what do you need from me? What What's the problem? We have a specific type of need for your speciality, my friend. As well as your discretion. So let's say that you, like, do an info dump to let him know what's going on. And he goes, I would have never imagined Mother Biblio would be so sinister. This Enzo character sounds terrible, too. Yeah, imagine our surprise. That's why we need your help. I, personally. That's a tricky ritual. I understand, but there is no one of this caliber around here that I would trust with this as much as I would you. You also owe me. True. So if we do this ritual in town, it might damage the goddess more because corruption is corruption. I suggest that we go out to one of the islands away from the city. If you can get him to us, we can set up the ritual and do it out in the the swamp. (laughs) You let me worry about leaving him out. Like Tisha pulls her hair out of her bun. And, like, her thick, long curls kind of, like, fall out of her bun, just, like, haphazardly across her shoulders. She kind of, like, stands up a little bit and pushes her chest out a bit more. So, like, the girls are setting up real nice. And she's like, just let me worry about that. So they give you coordinates to where they'll set up. And they say, we'll wait for you there. And right then... There's another earthquake outside Giovanna. You're sitting there, it's cold, and it's probably getting relatively late at this point, probably eleven at night or so. And suddenly this big rumble hits the city. And about hundred yards from a huge snake that's got a yellow belly, but a black top and red eyes, and a cobra hood, yellow and red highlights around it. And it looks like it's probably 200 feet. It is huge. And it just comes out of the muck and all of these buildings around it kind of sink down. And you hear all the screaming of people who are caught off guard, who were in beds or about to go to bed. And the snake rears up and starts to thrash about and eat people who are nearby. It's snapping them up. What do you want to do? So, like 200 feet away or 200 feet long? 200 feet long, about 100 yards away. 
Cool. Love it. Love that for us. Love that for you. I'm inside. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> um, I will... Giovanna have a sense of, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, what are the chances I die fighting this thing? Like, because it's so fucking big. <laughs> I, I would say that... I don't know. That's that's a difficult call. Is it? If you're talking about your character personally, I think that you're the kind of person that believes in your ability such that it is possible to beat this. You have heard of creatures that have been taken down by mortals before just through sheer determination. That being said, it is not very hard to throw open the door and say, hey guys, we have to go deal with something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in the, okay, a good balance of cockiness and also pragmatism. Right. I, yeah, I'm not saying that you need to run <laughs> off and do this by yourself. I'm saying you're the one yeah. seeing it and it's, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I wouldn't expect you just to be like, fuck it. No. Most, mostly it was like, if someone came up, if like you put me in front of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, do I think four people could kill it? Probably not, but based on context. Anyway, I'm just gonna bang on the door and say, uh, there's a problem out here. I think we need to deal with this right now, please. And I will pull out my sword and start running towards the giant fucking snake. (laughs) Okay, cool. So you all look out and you see this huge black and yellow snake towering up into the sky and every once in a while it will snap down and snap someone up into its uh, jaw and eat them whole. And you see Giovanna running, sword out, china plate armor in the wind as she's running across the piers. And the buildings are starting to fall down around this creature. And you hear screams as people freak out. What is your response? We'll start with Leo. I am still inside, obviously probably still have my face scrunched up into my charm face and the second that i hear giovanna outside my head snaps up and like my serious face is back on and i like look toward the door and i look outside and i see the snake and i say hmm you might owe us another favor soon we have somewhere to be and they they haul ass they like immediately they don't even offer any explanation they just like get out there if this were an anime they would be running on the walls in every which way to try and like get there as fast as possible. <laughs> Can I say my favorite thing about as a sound designer about be about doing stuff on on stuff that's anime is that those every time they do those scenes that like because uh, I worked on uh, Super uh, Monkey Robot Team Hyperforce Go and they had each one had a section where they would turn into their whatever you know thing. It was so easy because you just. It's the same sound effects every time. Every time. Well, because you got to get used to it so that you can make memes out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Michelle, uh, what is Katya doing? Uh, Katya does the same thing, looks at the door, looks out the window, mon dieu, and just books it out the door. And probably doing similar to Leo is like running up the walls and over the roofs and trying to get at this thing as quickly. Maybe like we're in tandem on the opposite sides of the street, like running towards it. Absolutely. Knives at the ready. I'm not saying that there's going to be athletics roll coming, but you know. Uh, Sam, what are you doing? What is is, uh, Tisha going to do? Oh, what the fuck? That is both Sam and Tisha at the same time. Yeah, so 
Deja's like inside and looks outside and is like, oh shit. Um, and she speed walks to the door. Like everybody's running and Tisha's like, I'm not running headfirst into this shit. I don't fight. That's not what I do at all. I'm a tactician. And it's like going, uh, is going in. I want to use by spot frailty. I want to peep this snake and see if there's a nice, squishy, effective part that I can point everybody in the direction of. Sure, that's awesome. So we're going to deal with the fact that there are collapsing buildings and swaying buildings and roofs and everything. Tisha, you're gonna be on the ground going and you're not running as fast, so I'm not gonna make you make an athletics roll, but you are studying this creature and it is big enough for you to kind of get an idea of what's going on. I would like Giovanna to roll an athletics roll. This is mainly because she is running in all her armor and her sword on a slippery deck. Go ahead and tell me how many points, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is difficult. You need to beat a six. Okay. So how many athletics points do you want to spend? Uh, I'm going to spend one. Oh, cocky. I did roll a six. It fell on the floor, but it's a six. <laughs> Cutting counts. corners. Okay. It counts. Sure. <laughs> Not just kidding. It counts. Um, so, <laughs> so the deck below you is swaying, but you're able to, to keep going. Same role for Katya and for Leo. You're jumping in between these different things and I'm, I'm actually going to say for you all I'm going to say seven and here's why because you're jumping between building and building a lot of the buildings are close enough that it's not that big of a deal but if I'm just doing one row and then you can tell me how cool you look if you make it and I'll tell you how uncool you look if you don't and our points reset between sessions correct <laughs> I'm going to spend I'm, four points yeah okay. I'm going to spend four as well all right so don't roll a one. Seven. I rolled a six, so ten. So you all are in tandem jumping between these. It's kind of like a singing, a singing in the rain mm-hmm. duet as you're going across. <laughs> you're running towards the snake, and this thing is moving around and running into these buildings. And these are shacks. These are not like well-constructed buildings. These are like tenements coming down, you know. And... With your Seek Frailty, you notice that it's got a spot on its hood where its hood connects to its jawline is probably the best place to insert as much of a blade as you possibly can. But it means somehow running and getting up into its face, you know? The way initiative works is you all tell me who wants to go first and do what. Also, Tisha, remember, you may not be fighty-fighty, but you can help people on the ground and sway people, make rolls to evacuate people to certain areas and do stuff like that as well, okay? Okay, okay, yeah. So you are not out of the fight, you just do different things. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think as Tisha is speed walking, she probably still has like sight, just vaguely of, uh, Katya and Leo both running 
and Tease is just like, aim for like the cloak thing around its head and like the jaw, like near there. That's a weak spot. Be careful. And then also it's just like, I'm gonna work on getting people out and stays on the ground area and really starts like finding groups of people and trying to help evacuate them out of the area. All right, let's do one roll for this for sway people, um, sway crowd. So how many points do you, you're not actually attacking the morale, but you're helping them out. How many points do you want to put into this to crowd control? Uh, I'm going to put in two. Okay, cool. So go ahead and give me a roll. Right now, yeah. That jumped out, but that was also a six. So seven, eight. Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, you get there and there are people screaming and you're you're moving around and you, as you get closer you notice there's some bodies in the water it's oof it's bad so you went first you get to pick who goes next who do you pick to go next i'm gonna pick giovanna i have a very important question he said these are he said this is a pier right so the ground is wood i yes. presume or yes. something yeah definitely in this area i have a wild idea so what I would like to try to do is to entice this snake to jump, to like attack me so that I can stab it through the bottom of the jaw and pin it to the ground. That's what I'd like to do. Cause then it's in range for Katja and Leo to attack it also on the hood. Okay. That's incredibly dangerous and maybe slightly stupid, but let's do it. <laughs> Probably. I have a lot of sway and a lot of warfare. <laughs> well, so. definitely going to be using warfare for this now. It's going to be attacking you, just so we're clear, Yeah. in order to bring its head down towards you. You are yeah, taunting fine. it. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to roll its attack. Okay. And we will see how well you do. Yeah, but what about dodge, though? Yeah. Can I, like, prepare to jump out of the way to stab it in the face? Right. You have athletics enough that gives you dodge, correct? Is it athletics? I have six in athletics, not eight. So I don't think so. Uh-oh. Oh, no. We're going to use athletics, and you're going to jump out of the way. And yes, it's a dodge, but you're not trying to defend. You're doing an all-out retreat. And so I think that that makes that work a little bit better. So go ahead. Now, I'm going to roll its attack. I'm going to tell you the number that you're going to have to beat. Okay? Oh, shit. <laughs> You need to beat an eight. No. Okay. I rolled a six. Okay. I need to spend four of my athletics. Okay. Five of, uh, five of my athletics. The rest of it. I'm just going to spend the rest of it. I don't want to get eaten by a snake. Okay. Five athletics. I rolled a five, so that's ten. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> okay. So it slams down into the wood. You get out of the way. So you did one move. I'm going to go ahead and let you, because it's a cool cinematic thing, go ahead and do your attack roll. <laughs> okay. So remind me, I can, I I just put a bunch of points into that, right? Into warfare. Into warfare, yeah. And then you want to be a four. So you're trying to pin its head down, right? You're stabbing through the top of its mouth. Yeah, pretty much so that the other two can go ham. All right, I will put three in just for funsies. And that's a five, so that's eight total. Wow, okay. So you slam down into its head and it starts to try to lift up and buck you off. Who do you want to act next? Let's go with Katja. 
Okay, gotcha. As I'm running across the buildings, because we didn't get to describe how we were running, I'm leaping gracefully like a dancer across all these buildings and my cloak is flying out behind me. And I see that Giovanna has pinned this thing's head down and I leap off of one of the rooftops and do a turn in the air and I'm going to come down with some daggers to try and stab this thing. That's the goal. <laughs> okay, so that's like two different roles, all right? So the first is an athletics roll to do the graceful jump off the top of the thing. And the second is the hit, which is a warfare. Okay, the athletics roll, is that a normal? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put, screw it, I'm gonna put four in there. I'm just gonna warn you, I'm probably gonna do the exact same thing on my turn. That's funny. <laughs> okay, so that gives me seven. Okay, so you land a few feet away and this thing is about to buck its head up and send Giovanna flying. Okay, so I wanna stab it in the sweet spot. Okay. With some daggers. So I'm gonna use warfare. Uh, how hard of a roll is that? It's a four. Okay. And I will spend three. All right. And I rolled a six. Wow. Okay. So you hit it really hard. We'll do damage for both of you when we get done with both these attacks so we can add it all up. We'll actually do your damage as well, Farah. Leo, that leaves you. What do you, how do you respond? I do the same thing, but I think I want to kind of like throw myself off the building and just like land knives into the thing because it's big, right? It's like tall. Right. Okay, for that, I'm going to say it's cinematic. I give you that. Uh, but I think a five, you need to beat a five. Okay. So athletics. I am going to put my last four into it. Okay. No. What'd you get? Wait, I put four in. That's a five. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Woo. That was a lot. That expression was a journey. I mean, that, the way my stomach went from my, like, here to my ass really quick and back up again was wild. Oh, boom. What a roller coaster of emotions. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, everyone. Five. All All I imagine is Leo, like, missing the mark and just... Face plant into the terrazzo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this looked really cool in my brain. <laughs> so you land straight into this thing, but we're still going to need a warfare to see if you hit the right spot. So you need to hit a four. How many points do you want to spend? Now, even though this is a point of weakness, it doesn't mean insta-kill. Okay. Just to warn you. How do the mechanics work? Like, if I, is it so many successes over the target that gives me more dice? If you're plus five, if you're plus five, that's a critical hit. So if you get a nine or better, you get an extra die of damage. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and put my last five in. What do I have to make it over? Four. Seven. So you auto hit. You don't critical though. You're not critic. You're not critically hitting. Well, I so, but I did. You did. Yeah. So Leo's rolling a D6 plus one. Giovanna, you're rolling a D6 plus one too, I believe. That's six for damage. All right. Also a six. So six damage, six damage. All together or with the plus one? Uh, oh, seven. Seven. So 14. And Wait, no, roll... 13. Sorry, I, I landed a five plus one to six. 13, okay. And then I rolled two D6 plus one? Yes. So that's total of eight. Awesome. So that is 21, if I'm doing that correctly. 
So you've hurt this thing bad. No team, I just want to say I'm real proud of y'all. That was good damage, dope. great rolls. So good. Trying. Y'all are fucking crushing it. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Alright. So Giovanna's on top of it, and Leo is crunched into it. Meanwhile, Tisha, you're getting all of these people out of the area, and you suddenly see in one of the buildings it's doing this thing where it's looks like it's gonna come down. And there's a woman probably in her late teens, early 20s, at the very top, and she looks like she's a deer in headlights and definitely is having trouble moving. Do you want to try and go and get her? Yes. Okay. Like, you need to get out of here. No, you'll have to physically go and grab her and bring her down. Oh, this this is absolutely lovely. Is she sexy? Yeah, okay, that's a really good question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how hot is she? If she's a 4, if she's 5 and below... Savable hot? Is that horrible? <laughs> I was going to say, if she's a 5 and below, she's staying up there. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tisha does not shop at 5 below. No. <laughs> no. This isn't the dollar store. We're not, we're not dealing with that. I'm a sex Fifth Avenue bitch. Don't you forget it. <laughs> this is definitely a athletics thing. Okay. So you're running through a building that's like shaking and having massive problems. And you need to get up there, grab her, pull her down, get her out of the building. Okay. It's going to be a five to do this. Okay. I'm going to put in two points of athletics. Okay. Instead of five, I have to beat. Yep. That is, that's just a five. I rolled a three. (laughs) You grab her and you're running down the stairs. And just as you get outside of the building, the building crumbles down behind you into the water. You've saved her life. I just, I froze. I don't know. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I'm not a five. Nah, baby, you're an eight. But now is not the time to freeze. You have to go. Go, 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 go. Go, go, go. And if you see anybody in the road, grab them and push them over there, too. All right. So she runs off. Let's jump back over to the other three. So this thing is hurting, and it bucks its head back, and Leo and Giovanna are thrown back with it up into the air. And that's where we're going to stop this episode. Ah. <laughs> I knew it was fucking coming, West Monster. And I still wasn't ready for it. Okay. That's totally fine. Everything I, d- I did the d- divert by making sure that we, uh, I thought, I thought if she fails her role, then we'll, we'll do a cliffhanger with her almost dying, saving this person. If she makes her role, then we'll do the uh, snake thing. So I was so close to <laughs> so close. Like when I say I literally, it was like two, three. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Though <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad Leo made their jump. It was just a funny sight thinking of them. <laughs> <into> the <laughs> this was way cooler in my head. It was so funny. Oh. Lands on Giovanna and like knocks her into the water. <laughs> we die together. <laughs> oh. So thank you all so much for playing. This was a lot of fun as usual. And let's find out where all our wonderful players are. Let's start with 
Michelle. Hey, I'm Michelle, and you can find me on Twitter and Hive at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can find my music and Wes's amazing sound effects if you subscribe to the Plate Mail Games catalog through BattleBards. Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Sam. That's Sam with two M's. You can find me on the Twitters as well as Hive at Lust for Life, L-U-S-T-T-F-O-R-L-I-F-E-E-X. Uh, or if you know are also inclined and want to shoot me an ad over on discord you can find me at sam star that's sam with two m's all capital letters star eight hashtag 841 i gotta get used to the discord hack but yeah (laughs) hello my name is candace uh you can find me at that candace girl on twitter at magnificent one o-n-e uh one at uh hive over on hive and you can find me at candace the magnificent on instagram twitch and youtube um, I'm in uh, quite a bit of TTRPG content. Catch me over uh, at 12 Sided Stories for streaming on Tuesdays in 2023. And then you can also see me on Crossroads Games over at K Damn Fears channel, Valor Studios, and uh, quite, a, quite a few other places. Um, and if you'd like to see some of my personal content, head to my Twitch or my YouTube. <laughs> This is Fred. No, but um, I've been... (laughs) This has been Fred, but it's been Farah Sarkaya, and you can find me at Farah Kaya on all of the social medias, because branding is important. Uh, You can also find me over at Crossroad Games, as well as Love Wins Craft very soon for Beasts of America, and lots of other places, so check me out. Excited to keep on keeping on with TTRPG stuff. And I am Wes Otis. You can find me on... Twitter for now as plate mail games. You can find the show at 12 sided stories, the number 12 and then sided stories, not only on Twitter, but you can find our group on Facebook. Now you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on post.news, which is a new one. You can find us on hive. So since all of this debacle with Twitter has gone on, I have spread our presence all over the place, all over the different social medias uh, so that you can find us anywhere that you want to be. The only place we're not on is like Mastodon at this point. Join our discord because that's the best place. That's the reason that's the best is because you can talk with us. You can, you know, find out what's going on. I post there regularly. I let everybody know what's going on. If you want to help out the show, join our coffee or our Patreon, uh, become a member there, follow us on Twitch, subscribe on Twitch. We have our shows like Candace says on Tuesdays during 2023. And we've got a lot of good shows coming up for that as well, or give us a shout out or give us a review on your favorite platform. Uh, So thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye.